Hola, you nasty people. Welcome to the Vogue podcast. I hope you like it. You better. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode of the Vogue podcast. Today, I'll be interviewing professional voice actress and singer Cynthia Farrell, whom you guys might know best as the voice of Catalina from Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Thank you so much for coming on, Cynthia. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great, Ronald. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You know, it's uh, I'm really glad that we could finally uh, get this scheduled, and I'm so happy to see you. Well, not in person, but uh, something similar here we got going on. Yeah. I'm so excited to ask the first question, and it's about acting. So when did you get into acting? Tell me. You know, it's interesting for me, the combination or when I started acting and singing mm. were at the same time. And I would say when I was seven years old, um, I saw an acting teacher to train for an audition for Annie. I'd been singing since I was four. Um, it was just, I'm one of those people, you know, who was born with a love of, of song and singing and uh, the delivery of a song. Um, so by the time I was four, I was performing for my parents. But the acting started when I was seven, and I had to figure out how to read lines, who characters mm -hmm. were, how to bring them to life, how to make them meaningful to me. So yeah, when I was seven, I would say. Wow, I mean, that's really fascinating. And, okay, I mean, you mainly do voiceover, yeah? So when did you uh, get into voiceover? You know, I was 20 years old, and I had come to New York to go to NYU uh, for musical theater. And I was in a musical theater class with a good friend of mine who is a very successful voice actress. Uh, can I name her? Sure. Um, her name is Annie Kozik, and I love her dearly. Mm. And we were in a musical theater class together, and she grew up in Mexico City, even though she's not Mexican. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, I, 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 you know, I speak Spanish because my mother is half Mexican uh, and half uh, German Jewish, really. But, mm -hmm. And she said, oh, my God, you speak Spanish. Why aren't you doing voiceover? And I was like, isn't it really hard to get into? She's like, well, if you speak Spanish and you speak a Spanish from Mexico, you have an entrance because they need neutral Spanish, especially on the East Coast, um, for a lot of the national spots because they don't want an accent of any kind. Mm -hmm. um, and here in New York, we have the Dominican population, the um, Puerto Rican population, many South Americans, and we do have Mexicans here too. But in terms of the acting pool, we didn't have as many Mexicans. So I said, great. And Annie taught me the ropes. And she introduced me to um, Elsie Stark, who is the queen of Hispanic, you know, Spanish language voiceover and, and other things. Mm -hmm. An incredible woman, very successful. Um, and that led to my getting an agent. And I was, a, you know, my foot was in the door with the Spanish stuff. Yeah. And then that turned into the Anglo stuff. Um, and on camera, et cetera. So since I was 20, I've been doing voiceover. Wow. I mean, yeah, I, think, I think that's been a long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was that a long, too long of an answer? <laughs> well, not really. I mean, I think it's a pretty decent answer. I mean, it's, it's interesting to listen to for sure because I think it's interesting to listen to how the people 
of that generation or generations before how they got into this, uh, how how they got into voiceover. Because, you know, in this generation that we have going on now, I mean, you can do anything online. You can you can uh, sign on to these uh, pay-to-pay sites. And, you know, like uh, voiceover, I, I think voiceover is, uh, well, not simple these days, but it's easy to do voiceover for someone or whoever, you know, they might require it, I thought. And so I wanted to ask, uh, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know that you were also doing a voiceover in Spanish. Uh, but now yes. that I know, uh, have you done any uh, Spanish audiobook narrating? You know, um, I haven't. A full-length, in Spanish-only audiobook, I have not. But the same thing applied, well, I would suppose, I, I suppose, the answer is no. However... I would say, it's going to say a majority, but a good chunk of my work, and especially the initial work that I received, was because I was hired for titles that needed native Spanish spoken, either in dialogue, names and places. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't want a gringo, you know, saying yes. Juan Gabriel, you know, or... <laughs> Yeah. You know, I did a lot of Isabella Allende, who, as we know, is, you know, her books were translated. Yeah. But you still have a lot of names and places and dialogue. Um, yeah. But not full length Spanish titles. And I would love to. Mm. I mean, uh, I I'm to my knowledge, you specialize in, in audiobook narrating, right? I mean, I see you often uh, advertise these audiobooks that you usually narrate. So. You, as someone who has been working in the industry for so many years and done so many audiobooks, I listened to some of your work, by the way. Thank and, you. And uh, I was wondering, because a lot of people say the pay is not really good. So I was wondering if you could say something about that, because oftentimes you do these narrations for 10 and more hours, you know, a lot of times. So we were wondering how usually is the pay and how is the process of recording all that? It's an excellent question, and you're talking about 10 finished hours, which probably took, you know, I think it's two to one as a professional, um, two, two mm -hmm. hours to record one finished hour. And so often if you're just starting or if it's a very difficult book or you need to do oh, yes, research, of it's three, three to one, four to one. Um, so the pay, it's, it's funny. You're right. It's on the lower scale, given what I could earn from a Neutrogena commercial, which takes me 45 minutes to do in a studio, yeah. um, which is going to be, you know, possibly 10 times what I'll earn or, or more on an audiobook. Um, you wonder, well, why would you do an audiobook? You know, just just uh, try to book commercials. Um, why waste the time? Mm -hmm. And I've had very successful uh, voiceover actors say, uh, oh, God, no, I'm not doing an audiobook. I, I can't. I don't have the patience. I'm not touching those. But I think many of my fellow narrators will agree when I say once you realize you have a hold on the craft and we're always working and learning and trying to be better. I don't think any of us ever feel like we are where we want to get, where we want to be. We're always growing and working. So I say this prefacing it that way. Um, once you figure out the craft, 
and that you can do it and maybe you get some accolades for it and you have fans who like your work or authors who are grateful to you for having read their books the way that made them happy or the way they heard mm. it you're it's you're in i mean you you have found a niche and you want to keep doing it and the pay it sounds crazy because we all have to survive gets put on the shelf for a second um i'm really proud of having learned this craft um and every day every hour i am recording i am questioning uh my performance or my delivery or is she this way or is he that way or should i go back into it's a constant um it's constant work which i think i love and i think my peers love it's just quite a craft that's what i wanted I, to say that uh, you know uh I think at one point work may become a enjoyable and I mean acting is a phenomenal thing but I mean in audiobooks you don't act a whole lot or at least when you narrate so uh how how does uh, reading books become enjoyable narrating them or reading them well I know we use the word I suppose you know. both uh it's kind of similar I mean I but for in your case narrating them Well, here's the thing, Ronald, you really are acting them because in a given book, a fictional book of course, you have 10 to 15, 20 characters and we have to understand who those characters are and somehow you know, we're one person, right? So how can mm. we possibly distinguish 10, 15 different people? Yeah. Men, women, children, old people. Um you have to figure out how to put them bring them to life and distinguish them from each other um the female register can only do so many things in terms of a male sound right a convincing male delivery oh, yeah. right and then you yeah um so i i do think you are acting i think the really great narrators are phenomenal actors um i know i'm always trying um to give it my best uh, acting delivery um i'm one of those singers i remember the uh the actress who won the tony for maria in west side story in uh, steven spielberg's west side story in her acceptance speech uh, no she won the oscar she said you know it took me so long to say i'm an actress because she's a dancer primarily um i wouldn't go that far because i've been acting while singing for most of my life but i would call myself a singer first and i think that helped in my audiobook career because you need the vocal chops the stamina the diction the tone yes excuse me as i cough uh but so there is quite a lot of acting going on and then the non-fiction is a whole other uh science so to speak because that's not simply read either that has mm. to be engaging and you have to understand your material and have you know bring the listener in anyway are these i'm really long-winded I like this topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. You know, for me it's interesting to listen to you talk about this because I don't really have any friends or I don't know anyone who specializes in audiobooks. And so it's interesting to listen to you talk about it and you know how the process is how the process goes and how the payment is and you know how all that is coming together. 
and it's just really interesting to me. And I'm sure you have like fans who enjoy your work. And I mean, I listened to some of it as well, and I mean, I was impressed、Thank、because you, you really have the kind of I the narrating voice. I suppose you really have that kind of great audiobook voice, and I think、Do、that I? really fits. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. You know, there's something else you have a lot of fans、uh, for, and I mean, th- it's a video game, and um,、uh, and you don't usually discuss it. I mean, I haven't seen you anywhere discussing it, and so I thought I'd ask. GTA, Grand Theft Auto, right? Yes. So、uh, tell us a bit about it, and and how you got cast, and how were the recording sessions, or, or tell us anything. We we'd we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. And you're right. I haven't really been sought out to to talk about this role, but of course, it, it, the game happened a while ago. Yes. But I suppose it's still relevant. It is, is very that... much. Re- it is very much relevant, Cynthia. You have、is、no、it? idea how relevant it is to this day. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. A matter of fact, I think a year ago. A definitive edition of of those games were released, like with some enhancements, but apparently it was pretty bad. But anyway, th- these old games came back in pretty much the same form they were back then, and your voice was there too. And you know, it was just great to listen to. Thank you. Would I have to buy the game to to find that? They're they're they were sold. I mean, you wouldn't have to buy it only if you like to play it. But、uh, I suppose I could send you some links on YouTube where you could、uh, <laughs> see that. <laughs> I love it. I should know the answer to this. Um, yeah, no. Um, I wish I could tell you. You know, I lined up with ten thousand people for the role of Catalina. It wasn't that at all, and I believe Rockstar was really just starting out-ish. I hadn't been following them, but they had a big loft downtown Manhattan. Um, I don't know where they are now.、Um, I'm sure, I could find out. I'm sure they're probably in the city, or all over the world. Anyway,、um, can ask my agent.、Um, my agent, literally, I was with Abrams Artists and、uh, walked into our vocal booth, you know, and just like every other day of the week, hey, yeah, you know, we've got this、uh, video game script here. Can you just, you know, they want a Hispanic accent. Yeah, she's a Puerto Rican gangster. Go. I hadn't read it right. I'm like,、yeah. all right, and I kind of conjured a little bit of Rosie Perez. Do you know who that is? I don't, but that's a that's a good information to know who you sort of based <laughs> off the character of because I had a question like that here. Interesting. Okay, yeah, and of course I'm from LA, so I know Chicano sound,、um, mm-hmm. not Puerto Rican, but that I learned in my life in New York, right? Yeah, and here I was cast. So I kind of gave it this aggressive, you know, higher pitched. What you know of, what you know, I did because you've heard it. Yeah. And、uh, I booked it. I was almost nine months pregnant with my first child. Wow. And they're like, no information, no script. Yeah, you're going Monday at ten、uh, a.m. Here's the address. It was in Soho. I'm like, okay, okay. I I assume it's gonna be like a few pages. They hand me a two-inch, you know, script. Yeah. Didn't read it. I、yeah. guess I don't. You probably have played the game. How, how long? How much dialogue I had, right? Yeah. No idea who the character. A lot. No idea who the characters were. The owner of Rockstar was in, on the other side of the booth. I'm like,、mm-hmm. hi, hi, hi. You know, 
I'm literally sweating, super pregnant, huge, um, in this teeny booth. They're like, all right, you know, page one. And I won it. I don't know if that's going to disappoint everybody. But of course, I know what this person is. I had yeah. seen enough movies, read novels, you know, met enough women in New York, you know, cool, tough, urban, um, feisty Puerto Rican or Dominican or Island or South American woman. So I know this persona. That's the mm-hmm. only reason I could do this because I hadn't read it, like I said, and did not stop. No breaks. Maybe I used the bathroom once, had a single glass of water. Two hours later, I had done all her dialogue. Wow. Um, and had no idea this was going to be an important game. I don't know if you want me to tell you on air what I made, because let's just call it a pittance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the time, no residuals. Mm-hmm. We didn't have... I don't know if we do now because I haven't done a lot of video games since. Great yeah. union rules to dictate what people made from oh, video yes. games. Yes, of course. So, you know, barely anything. Went home and then over time found out that the game became important. Um, by the time I did San Andreas, and you can tell me, how many years later did that come out? Well, to my knowledge, just like three. Three. Three years later, yeah. Okay. So they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to do the second game, the next game. I'm like, okay, great. Similar recording session. It was only later that probably because I don't follow video games, I was starting my family. I had a second yeah. child at this point. Um, didn't record San Andreas pregnant. But uh, <laughs> I joke with my oldest, Maude, was, was in my belly when I recorded three I joke that I traumatized her somehow in your utero by recording <laughs> Catalino <laughs> with her inside me. Um, wow. You know, you know what she says in the, pay, the, 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 the volume in which she speaks. Um, but yeah, so years later, I found out how important these games were and, um, hmm. and didn't look to capitalize on this role. I actually, my first cabaret act did refer to it because by that point, this is now in um, 20, my first cabaret act was like um, seven years ago, eight years ago. Um, I knew that it was important and I had people leaving messages on my YouTube videos. I've hey, seen those. Have you seen those? I've seen those. They're All so of funny. your videos are full of Catalina comments like the whole the whole the whole page of the comments is just Catalina comments it's so funny I don't know whether to cry or to be like wait a second I need to meet all these people that know me because of Catalina (laughs) seriously I just want to send them all a message and say thank you and can you please come to my show in February at the triad (laughs) (laughs) so it's a lot of people so my 18 year old daughter is like mom do you know that you have two million views on this like clip that someone made of all your Catalina dialogue and I'm like are you kidding so wow. I'm, I'm really flattered mm. I mean really grateful I, I, I wish you know I, I don't wish anything I'm very flattered and and mm. I, I guess I guess they liked the character we we loved the character so your so your daughters <laughs> know of uh, the character in the game yeah they do and they're not big gamers but mm-hmm. um their their guy friends are and they're ah. like, your mom was Catalina? <laughs> oh, wow. 
that must be like a, a wow kind of moment. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny. So yeah. no, I and I I'd love to do more for Rockstar and and more video game. Uh, We'd love to see you come back. We'd love to see you come back. But I've seen you had another credit. Uh, I think uh, you were voicing in a Batman game. And I think you did Oracle. I'm not sure what do you remember from that time. I haven't played the game, but I know that you were in it. So if you can tell anything about that, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, and that must... I don't know if, Ronald, you've done this research. That must have been within the same time frame. I know it was in the same handful of years. Um... Yes, that I know. Okay. Yeah, it was around that time. So my agent at the time must have really had her fingers on um, the gaming industry, but that was a much more subdued session in a beautiful studio um, in Manhattan, and uh, it was a much smaller script. Still mm-hmm. no time to prepare. This must be the way they do these things. And yeah. uh, I remember loving that role and wanting to do more. I don't know if it was Marvel or... Um, the other big company i think that's dc dc yeah uh, dc was batman yeah i'm pretty okay sure. okay but i know the the role of oracle was fantastic um I, I haven't played the game or heard people talk about it um yeah it was a lesser known game unfortunately lesser known but and, and you never and, pl- and you never got back to voice oracle again unfortunately either so that would have been no, cool. and, yeah did that game were there were there you know part twos, threes, fours of that game? You see, I'm not sure, but I know there were a lot of other games uh, involving Batman and Oracle too. But uh, you know how it goes; they recast and they forget about you. They do, and also honestly, it's about your agent staying on top of. Oh well, we have Cynthia. I see that someone's casting for Oracle again. Let's connect Cynthia with whoever that producer is now or director is now. So mm. there's so many players. Um, Agents are busy and they have so many projects. And, you know, honestly, yeah. they say in actors, you know, you're, you're your best advocate. So I kind of didn't follow up on, on the video game thing either. Again, the pay is so incredibly low. And when you're filling your time with, you know, well, what's, what's going to pay? What's a great, you know, piece of work? Yeah. Got into account. Was there another um, Batman and another uh, video game? Similar to like another Marvel game. Hmm. I'm not games. sure because there were a lot of games, and to this day, games come out. So I mean, you know, I mean, they they had a lot of chances to bring you back. I don't know why they didn't. You know, I I'm suppose find out. I'm not sure if it may have something to do with them being maybe based in LA or somewhere else. You know, they only oh. cast from around the area. I'm not sure, but I mean, maybe because you know, uh. I'm not sure if you know any of these actors, but people like Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, all these uh, bigger known voices, I mean, they are based in LA and they get more work. I'm not sure. So yeah, unfortunately. I, th- I think you're right. Um, I just went to an Atlanta VO conference in, in April and mm. their um, speakers were from LA. And uh, trailer work is really big in LA, you know, movie trailer work. Yeah. The video game work is big in L.A., and yeah. there's a lot of promo work in L.A. Um, I think everything is more, uh, well, available. I mean, a lot of more work is in L.A., I think we should say it that way. I mean, you have a lot of audiobooks in New York City, right? But uh, True, yeah. yeah. The, the the big five publishers, you know, quote-unquote, we call them, uh, are, are here. Mm-hmm. 
we have theater here, which is why I'm in New York, or I would have stayed in L.A., which is where I grew up. Um, but I hightailed it out there because I wanted to uh, work on Broadway. Um, matter of fact, I went to Boston first because I had a full scholarship for opera at BU. Oh, wow. You went to Boston? <laughs> wow. Boston for one weekend until I found out they didn't have enough drama and dance classes for my taste because I knew I wanted to go to Broadway. So I'd gotten yeah. into NYU, left to NYU, and joined their very new musical theater department at the time, and, and that was a blast. Well, uh, going on, so what's your favorite food and drink? It's from Mimi Candy. Okay. Hi, Mimi. Um, My favorite food would have to be, there's so many I love to eat, but ceviche, which is a, a raw fish cocktail that... Uh, wow. <laughs> it's it sounds, really good. It, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ew. Um, but it's found in Mexico, in Peru, uh, in a bunch of places. Yeah, a bunch of places. Spain. Um, but it's fish marinated in lime and uh, onion and jalapeno and all that. And uh, it's just delicious. Um, wow. And then... <laughs> I mean, it, it, no, I mean, it sounds good. I mean, I, as a fan of sushi, which is also raw fish, I mean, you know, Ooh. I... I'd be happy to try it, so it's, I, I'm not against it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you find yourself in a South American country or in Mexico. Um, we'll see. And my favorite drink. Does she mean alcoholic or, or non-alcoholic? Kind. Any kind. <laughs> Any kind. Well, since I'm on the ceviche path here, I would say that uh, my favorite alcoholic drink, and I learned to drink this when I was in Mexico, um, is a really beautiful sipping tequila accompanied by a chaser of what they call sangrita, which is like a tomato juice um, and some hot sauce and lime and salt. It's just delicious. Um, but yeah, otherwise, iced tea, classic female drink. Oh, I shouldn't say that. That is so not cool. But, you know, the Mexican kitchen sounds so wonderful. I'd love to try it once. It's uh... Oh, yeah. I, I invite mean, really, you to come to my house. <laughs> that's very nice of you. Once I find <laughs> myself in New York City, for whatever reason, cool. I'll be sure to stop by. <laughs> Please. I'll cook for you. Thank you. Well, next question. Another GTA question, because, of course, you know, you have a lot of GTA fans. Ah, that is so cool. How do I get in touch with all of them? Well, it'd be cool to, uh, I don't know actually how. we got to figure out something. But it's from Matthias. And, I mean, I'm not sure, but the other actors have been doing mocap for this game. Have you? No. Why haven't I been doing mocap? That's a, that's a great question, because I have had another actor on, Not well, it's been a few months. Uh, his name is James Yaegashi, and I'm not sure if he is based in New York, I forgot, but I know he voiced a character and did the motion capture for him as well. And I mean, really? of course, the main uh, actor, a young male, like Chris Bellard, who voiced uh, Carl Johnson, the main protagonist, also mm -hmm. did the motion capture. So it's uh, interesting to hear that you didn't, and it's uh, sort of unfortunate. You know, I wonder if they couldn't find me since I changed agencies from the first, but I think the first agency would have known how to find me if they'd contacted them. Can you tell me, Ronald, I should know the answer to this, 
why would those actors have done mocap if the video games were already animated and done, so to speak? Well, honestly, I think at the time when they were recording uh, the voice lines, I think they were doing the motion capture at the same time. So they, I don't, I'm not sure if they were recording separately in the booth. I doubt. I think they were all geared up and doing the uh, scenes together, acting out everything. Uh, but then it wouldn't make sense why, when you were doing your parts for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, why you wouldn't be doing the mocap. That's sort of weird. Yeah, my thought is that none none of the actors had, you know, anything to do with what was happening visually. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I don't. I didn't think that was happening in those years. I mean, and... it was a while ago, so I mean, yeah, it, it is surprising to me as well. I mean, okay. but I would uh, guess Catalina was. Uh, she also had like a motion capture actress. I'm pretty sure. Oh, who... maybe right. Exactly. Okay. That ma- Unfo- so you're but saying it wasn't did they do mo- It wasn't me. Um, did they do mocap way back then, you're saying? Or recently? Yeah. I mean, they did oh. it way back then. And that's I why gotcha. it's weird that you weren't doing it. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I thought they did it later. Um, yeah. Maybe because I was pregnant. I don't know. Or maybe they wanted someone who really looked like Catalina um, at that specific time. Well, if I remember correctly, you said... That at the time of recording for San Andreas, you weren't pregnant. True, I wasn't pregnant. And I didn't look that different from the Catalina. Matter of fact, I think I had short hair then. I mean, I don't think it would really matter how you looked. Because you'd be geared up, you know? Right, right, right. I'd be geared up. I'm going to ask my... I'm going to call up Abrams and say, hey, how come they didn't need me for (laughs) mocap? Yeah. Uh, 15 years later, like, (laughs) hello? Um, Hello. Why didn't they uh, have me do this? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We have the next question from Realistic Location, and it's kind of connected to the recording sessions. How was the atmosphere and working for a big company like Rockstar? Right. Um, You know... They occupied this huge loft, and it was the beginnings of, you know, non-enclosed offices, not having cubicles. Um, It was almost like a a big workstation, this huge loft downtown. And, you know, kind kind of raw. And my little vocal booth, you know, it was probably smaller than the booth I've, I've carved out of my home here. Um, no bells and whistles maybe a stool and ac- over the uh across the glass was uh i can't remember his name now but one of the owners of rockstar an english man right i think it's an english man that owns it with oh, someone yeah. else that that yeah that might be true yeah not sure if it's dan hauser but i dan. might be wrong i think it was dan yeah he doesn't work at rockstar anymore just so you know oh, oh really did he sell it because he i thought he owned it he left, I think, the company, but I think his brother okay. still works there because okay. it was like two brothers working there. Right, two brothers. Um, yeah. And I remember his energy was really high energy and uh, very cool guy. He gave me some direction and then he was just like, go. But the room was hot. Um, I think if, I'd ha- if I hadn't had experience as a singer, being in a booth, standing for, for hours, you know, hours hot um yeah i probably would have melted because like i said vo is it's quick you're mm-hmm. in and out and uh, commercial i mean 
yeah. um, 30, 45 minutes. Um, but yeah, wasn't the most comfortable of situations and very little feedback. It's kind of like mm-hmm. anything that I knew to put to my performance, it was all me. And then there was okay. like, bye, thanks. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you, are you trying to say that they were unsure about what they wanted or they weren't specific enough? I think they were relying on me to figure it out or they ah. knew enough from my audition. And then mm-hmm. of course they knew as I started the uh, recording that I knew where I was going. They didn't, they didn't need to give me any input or so I surmise now because they didn't give me much input. I mean, I don't remember stopping and starting. Um, so yeah, Catalina is really what I, which is what makes me chuckle about her. What I thought she was based on the script. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have given her a totally different, she could have been like a Puerto Rican. I think she's Puerto Rican, right? I've always called yes. her Puerto Rican. Yeah. I'm pretty sure um, she is. Okay, I could have given her a less aggressive, a less angry, uh, a sexier, a softer. I mean, she could have been any number of things. Something in me and this page, because again, I didn't know much about the other characters, made Catalina what she is, which I now kind of, I'm like, oh my God. I listen to her dialogue and I'm like, oh my God, I I was crazy. But it worked, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what makes VO so interesting that all you get is like a page of paper and then you make it into a, like a actual character in a video game. Yeah. 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 And we have to do that with audiobooks too. You have very little yeah. information about who someone yeah. is. Yeah. And they don't usually tell you anything about the character except some basic information, let alone about the game's uh, story. You know, and a lot of people think that you get, you get told uh, some backstory about the character and who they are. I'm pretty sure just get basic information. Nothing it's true. too much. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, you're lucky yeah. if it's a few sentences. Um, There isn't a lot of training out there. Maybe there is right now or in very recent years for mm-hmm. video game acting, which is very distinct, I think. It is. Yeah. I mean, I've done video game acting and uh, Have it you? is. Well, I mean, I suppose I have. Well, I have done podcasts and, well, audio dramas. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of getting into it a bit. That's so but, great, uh, Ronald. Well, I, I hope you'll get some more video game work, too, because, well, we need Catalina back, you know? And, I mean, I have heard GTA 6 is in the works, so. Maybe. Oh, really? Yes. So, so she didn't die when, I think Sofia Vergara did five, right? Well, actually, she did die. Well, Catalina died. You see, I forgot that. Small detail. <laughs> yeah, just a small... I mean, if it if it happened to be a prequel, then she still could come back. You never Ooh. know. I mean, you know, it's funny because she, pa- she, she died in GTA 3, and then, like, years later, you did San Andreas, and that was a prequel to, be- to 3. So, uh, you know, you never know. That's right, that's right, that's right. Well... If not her, I'd love to do someone else for Rockstar, other other companies. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd... you know, we'd like to see you come back and do anything at all. I mean, you know, you just kind of disappeared from the video game screens, and we want you <laughs> back. Ronald, I'm so grateful to you for 
letting me know that and, and putting that light bulb in my head. I'm going to pursue it. Thank you please for do. saying that. Please do. Please do. I'm so flattered. Last time when I had uh, a voice of a GTA character on, I thought of a, an interesting idea, and I'm not sure if you'd be okay with it, but we acted out a scene from the game. And okay. I gave, I, and I gave him a script. Basically, it's like a short script from the game, and all you have is lines there. Uh, and I was wondering if you'd be okay if we'd act out a scene from the game. And you I'd would be, be happy Catalina. to. <laughs> yeah, I would be happy to. It's been a while since you've been in this character mind, so it's time to refresh it. <laughs> time to refresh it. Well, all right, I've read through, and I'm just going to barrel in. Uh, I can't wait to hear your CJ. Oh, well. I'll try my best black accent and hope no one gets offended. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, let's see. I suppose... All right, you cue us. Yeah. All right. You can start. You had the unfair advantage. Being a better driver ain't no unfair advantage. You think you're clever? But it is you who is missing the point. Not only was he racing, but he was satisfying me. Fully. What are you going to say about that? The advantage of a stick shift, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, man, what is it? Cash or pink slip? There you go. Goodbye, Mr. Johnson. I will not be missing you. Hey, wait a minute, woman. What is this shit? The deed to a garage in San Fierro. My lover needs his car so we can go to Liberty City. Liberty City? Yeah, whatever. Have a good time. I will. Fine. Okay. Go. I ain't gonna miss you. Goodbye! <laughs> it was so amazing to hear Catalina again. And I mean, you're still pretty much in shape. Oh, thank you. In I shape, you mean vocally? Ah, uh, Yes. And I mean, yeah. I suppose physically, too. Oh, you're very kind. Well, I'm older, and I could, it's funny. I could hear my my voice in a little bit of a lower register there. Of course, I could bring it up. But uh, you're catching me at the end of a, of a day of narrating. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I hear her okay. a little. I think the uh, the fans are still going to be, like, all over the top from here oh. again. I'm so glad. Well, maybe we should ask the fans one thing I've been... I've been um, suggested to do is to go to comic-con do you think i should do that you should totally do that i mean really? i'm surprised rockstar i mean guess what rockstar at the time of the game's release you know the game was really popular but rockstar didn't uh, ask any of the actors to go to any of the comic-cons actually not even the <laughs> main protagonist we're not sure why but really? uh, yeah and you've wondered as a group why as a population why I don't know. I mean, all the actors wondered too because, you know, in in their later games, I'm not sure if it was Rockstar who asked their actors to go to these Comic-Cons, but uh, in these later games, they the actors did go to these Comic-Cons and they did become more well-known. And, you know, like the latest game from GTA V, that came out in 2012 or 13. Gosh. Mm -hmm. And I mean, okay. you know, uh, the actors from there are probably the most... Uh, most popular and well-known yeah. because they attend these Comic-Cons and, you know, do, like, live uh, autograph signings and all sorts of stuff, meet up with their fans. Wow. 
Of course, do the big celebrities? Like, I know uh, Sofia Vergara was in Five, right? To my knowledge, I'm, I, I'm not sure. I don't remember her being there, but uh, let me see. I, I'm trying to remember who was in there. Well, m- mostly not- people from L.A., so... Okay, yeah. but they weren't big celebrity names. Well, I think there were some famous rappers there recently. Oh. Uh, I can't remember who, but, okay. uh, I mean, okay. celebrity names, let me think. I don't think so. Well, not that I can think of at the moment, but... Uh, you know, maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Sofia Vergara did not um, play her. Something online that I found once... Maybe they were saying that Sofia Vergara was a, is a like image to a Catalina type of a role, but she never really did it. Maybe I was wrong. Um, but yeah, I wonder if I, if Comic-Con would be relevant for me still. It's been a long I, time. I think it should be. And you know what? I would suggest you to sign up to this um, application called Cameo. It's okay. available on phone. And you know what it is? People can... Uh, ask you to do shout-outs for them. Oh. Birthday shout-outs or whatever they want you to say. You wow. know, and, and they, they'd they pay you whatever the amount they'd pay you. And, yeah. And, uh, oh, my God. Recorded and, yeah, I think it's a great deal. Well, that would be great. All, all income is welcome. I'm a single mom, and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I make all my income from, from being a, a performer, so anything helps. Cameo, yeah. that's cool. Thanks, Ronald. Yeah, t- make sure to take a look at that. All uh, right. Maybe 10%. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think Cameo might take some of that percentage, but... Uh... Oh, that's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I present you Cynthia Farrell. She's going to be singing Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. Thanks, Ronald. Bows and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feather canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way But now they only block the sun They rain and they snow on everyone So many things I could have done But clouds got in my way I've looked at clouds from both sides now From up and down And still somehow It's clouds, illusions that I recall I really don't know clouds at all Moons and dunes and ferris wheels The dizzy dancing way you feel As fairy fairy tale comes real I've looked at love that way But now it's just another show You leave them laughing when you go And if you care, don't let them know Don't give yourself away I've looked at love 
It's love's illusions that I recall. I really don't know love at all. Tears and fears and feeling proud to say I love you right out loud. And dreams and schemes and circus crowds. I've looked at life that way. But now old friends are acting strange. They shake their heads. They say I've changed. But if you lost and something's gained in living every day, oh, I've looked at life from both sides now. From give and take, and still somehow it's life's illusions that I recall. I really don't know life. I really don't know life at all. I really don't know life. I really don't know life at all. So that's an acapella version without my amazing accompaniment. So off the seat of my pants. <laughs> that was amazing, Cynthia. Thank you so much for blessing me and the fans with this beautiful acapella. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Am I allowed to tell them I have my next cabaret coming out Right Please after do. New Year's. <laughs> Please do. In the city. My fourth show. So all of you fans who comment, come see me live. I want to meet you. <laughs> yes. You know what? You know what I think would make you really famous? If you'd look for... Uh, if you try to dress up as Catalina and record like a video. Uh, and and talking, her, talking her language. Talking... In her character, I'm pretty sure that would really get you somewhere. Okay, where would where would I put that video on YouTube? Well, I'd make sure it would uh, get in the right hands, and uh, you know it would get the promotion it deserves, and it would get to the fans. Yes, to YouTube. Gosh, I would love that, Ronald. Well, through your podcast, we'll start. We'll start with you. I'll record it and I'll get it to you. How about that? Sure. That's okay. That's fine. Thank you for the push. Boy, I I should have done this years ago, but I'm so honored to have met you and flattered and grateful to you and to people who enjoyed the character. Well, I suppose we had to start somewhere, so I think this is a start to your, uh, well, not career, because it's been ongoing for quite a while, but I guess this is the start. This is a new start to the fans. It's time to meet them. It's time to... It's time to chat with them. And perhaps someone else will be interested in having you on for an interview, just like myself. And you'll be the first, you'll be the person I have to thank for it. Um, Thank you, no, you're right. And and I've been remiss. I mean, I sounded throughout the interview that I was like, oh, I didn't realize. I have realized through the years um, later, but still I've realized through the years and I've not known how to reach the fans or to get back into the world of GTA and to uh, maximize on that that presence. Mm. So these are great ideas. Well, 
I just hope we'll be able to execute them the right way. And well, let's hope we'll get the attention that we want you to get. So, you well, there's one last thing I'd like to request. Yes. Do you think y Catalina would have anything to tell the fans of the Vogue podcast? I would tell you that you need to watch the Vogue podcast because Ronald Hamrak is the man. He knows what he's talking about, and he is gifted, and he's handsome, and I might just go out with him because nobody else is calling me lately, and uh, Ronald is pretty sexy, so you better check out the Vogue podcast, and uh, if you don't, I'm going to kill you, and everybody I know will kill you too, so go watch the Vogue podcast.